U.S. Faster Payments Council. Tannen, Executive Director of the U.S. Faster Payments Council, and this is Off the Rails from the U.S. Faster Payments Council, sponsored by Volante Technologies. This time around, we have Art Brisky from Wells Fargo. Art and I discuss his keys to faster payments adoption, recent developments from Wells Fargo, the path forward for instant payments, and more. But before that, let's hit the headlines. We're already set with our next member meeting, which will be at the Walt Disney World Swan and Dolphin Hotel Resort in Florida, March 27th and 28th. This was going to be special, so head to fasterpaymentscouncil.org to register for the event and book your room at the conference hotel. Also, the call for session proposals is open, and we will soon be providing a link to a pop-up site if you're looking to head to any of the Walt Disney World parks while you're in the Orlando area. Uh, Next up, we have two special board elections, one in the consumer organization segment and one in the large financial institutions segment. That is, financial institutions or Uh, over $10 billion in assets. So uh, if you're an FPC member and you're in those two different groups, now is your chance to run for a seat on our board and help us uh, make plans and and move forward with our strategy. Uh, Also last week, I had a great time meeting with the great folks at Matcha at their annual conference in Madison. Huge thank you to Mary Gilmeister and team for hosting and for allowing us to take the stage to talk about faster payments. Also, they had a great Wisconsin tailgate-themed reception with polka music and brats. I can't wait to go again. Okay, that's enough of the headlines, and as we get into this discussion with Art Brisky, I should note that this was recorded in advance of Money 2020 and AFP, so any announcements or news that happened at those events is obviously not included. All right, here's that conversation with Art. We are joined by Art Brisky from Wells Fargo. Art, thanks for joining us. Hey, Reed. Great to be back. Thanks for having me on again. All right. Let's let's dive in. And first, you know, when we've talked in the past, you've talked through what you call your four key use cases for faster payments. I, I think that might be a good place to start sort of by laying down that foundation for our listeners. So what, from your perspective, what are those four use cases and why do you see each of them as being key? Sure. Yeah, and first, when you look at kind of the market trends driving opportunities in the instant payments landscape, there's essentially three mega trends that are driving those four use cases that I talked about before. So let me just spend a, a moment on those, those mega trends, then I'll get into the, the four use cases. The first mega trend is the convergence of business and consumer preferences. For example, uh, the demand for simpler payment experience for faster payouts and collections, certainty with paying for get kind of mentality, a digital first mindset, a mobile always connected and available kind of environment, as well as real-time everything. So that's the first mega trend. The second mega trend is new business models. Uh, a good example here is direct to consumer. There's also the sharing and gig economy. It's micropayments, pay as products and services are delivered. It's the partnership driven approaches that power kind of an ecosystem. And the third megatrend is really the development of domestic payment infrastructures. 
Here in the U.S., we've seen it with the uh, most recent launch of FedNow Instant in July. Um, these domestic payment uh, infrastructures all have a bunch of things in common, but primarily the focus is around 24 by 7 by 365, immediate funds availability, the digitization and API enablement of payments, it's payment tracking, confirmations, it's uh, consumer and business directories and token-based, it's wallets and stored value accounts. And so these three mega trends are driving those four key use cases. And so the first use case I'd like to think about um, is digital transformation. And really digital transformation is making payments contextual as part of the user journey or experience in a digital world. And one of the big examples of digital transformation will be the displacement of cash and checks. The second use case is pay on demand anywhere, anytime as services or, or payments, or sorry, services and products are delivered. Great examples of this are business to consumer disbursements, it's consumer to business um, payments, it's instant wage access, it's loan disbursements, it's um, anytime a client wants to differentiate themselves by delighting their customer through things like uh, compensation adjustments, uh, paying out royalties or uh, commissions, um, reimbursements, like. Um, uh, returns, et cetera, as well as platform businesses that both pay out and collect. And when you think about pay and demand, a great spot for that is also for payments uh, as a service for fintechs and, and payment service providers. So the third use case is get paid faster with finality. And this is when you hear about RFP or request for payment, this is that big use case. So it's essentially simplifying the entire billing and invoicing experience, um, not only for consumer receipts, uh, but also small businesses or large businesses as well. And then the fourth and last use case is pay yourself. Um, this is includes the me-to-me -me type use cases that I've talked about in the past, which are the account to account or wallet to account or account to wallet, but also includes more recently brokerage to account and account to brokerage account. Does that make sense? Yeah. Yeah, totally. And it's interesting because uh, Stephanie Kirkpatrick from Orem, who's just on the show uh, a couple weeks ago, talked about that me to me aspect of it as something that can be really powerful for people who uh, maybe are living more on the financial edge and don't feel comfortable putting their money in like a high yield savings account or something like that, where they then are not certain to, you know, and with legacy payment types that they'll be able to move it if they need to, to cover some unexpected expense. So I think it, it can, it can really empower people to sort of like, you know, save and invest in ways that maybe they, you're not, we're not thinking about sort of intuitively just because the money movement is faster. Um, so I agree. Yeah. I think, and I think a big part of that is, um, is two things. First is avoiding late fees, like, you know, and also just taking money that's trapped somewhere and moving it into something that's usable. Yeah. Yeah. The late fees is a huge part of it for people too. Uh, you know, people pay a lot of money to do like instant payments at a, at, you know, at a counter, you know, Walmart store and things like that today. So being able to do that from your financial institution for maybe less than they're paying today could be super powerful and, and maybe, maybe cause more people to choose to, to bank, right. Um, or choose to use their bank for things like that. 
All right. Uh, so one thing that I didn't hear in there uh, were things that sounded like, you know, this is going to replace ACH or this is going to replace debit cards or wires. So, you know, I, I, a couple of things there. Uh, it seems like you're thinking of RTP and FedNow as being like an additional piece of that puzzle. Um, but, you know, also I, it, I think it might leave people wondering, you know, where's the volume going to come from if it's not cannibalizing these these huge producers of payments volume. So what do you think? Yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, where the volume is going to come from, I think, I think that that's right. And, uh, you know, ACH wire and card will not be replaced by real-time payments or fed now, you know, absolutely not. Um, there's really no need for them to be replaced by them. They work very well today. They all have their unique kind of capabilities and they serve the industry and the consumers and businesses very well. However, as I mentioned before, uh, check and cash will be replaced, right? So there will be some cannibalization, but it's going to be primarily around uh, check and cash. So, so yeah, yes, um, you know, RTP, Fed now are net new opportunities, right? And so the volumes are really going to come from new use cases, new business models. And I like to give the example of Google Maps, right? So what would we be like, or what would the world be like today have Google Maps not existed and we still have MapQuest, right? So you wouldn't have Uber, right? So what Google Maps did is it took some functionality, created a bunch of APIs around it, and then exposed those APIs to developers and then said, go at it. And then what happened is brand new companies, brand new use cases um, were created out of it, thousands of them, right? I like to think about instant payments as the banking industry Google Maps, right? So what's going to happen is us exposing the APIs externally, developers and companies will be new opportunities, new companies, new business models are going to be created. And it's going to allow us to rethink how payments impact our clients and their business models. Like, so I couldn't, ag couldn't agree more. I've been I've been saying that for years now that I think I've, I've been using the example of like the Internet enabling Amazon and Netflix and things like that, right? In a way that it, those companies couldn't have existed, but for the advent of the internet. Um, I think it's sort of that important and that foundational um, in terms of the financial economy. Uh, so I'm, I'm, I'm super bullish on, on all that stuff, on new innovations and new, new business models for sure. Um, so, all right, we've got RTP, FedNow is in the market now. What's, what, what are the next steps? Really, when I look at the next steps is, is, is domestically here in the U.S. is bank adoption. We need reachability. We need more endpoints. Um, we've got, you know, 10,000 banks in the United States. We need all 10,000 banks to be able to send and receive real-time payments, but also requests for payments. So there's, there's still some work to do there. Additionally, um, interoperability between networks, uh, you know, uh, we have this today with wire. We have it today with ACH. We've got two two networks in both, and uh, we have interoperability. Um, Wells Fargo belongs to both, and we're going to provide interoperability, right? Because we need it. Right. The third is standardization. Um, this is around technology and data. Um, so particularly when you look at the RFP, to make it simple, to make it easy to understand and use particularly on the consumer side, but also for small businesses, um, standardization around that bill will be really, really important. Um, 
And then the fourth is simplicity, right? When you look at India and the example explosion of UPI and what they're able to do in India with um, QR codes, et cetera, um, we've got a lesson to learn there. I'm not saying we should copy that, right? I mean, QR codes work for them. Um, but I, I do think that what we should do is look at how simple they've made the payment uh, experience for everybody um, and how inclusive it was and learn from that and, and, and focus on simplicity. So that, that's also next. But also, generally speaking, what I think is next and what I'm most excited about is lots of innovation, as we talked about before. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Um, and then, you know, one thing I want to, I want to do here is, you know, you mentioned before, like one of the key things that we need is the expanded reach of these networks, right? We need more financial institutions connected, right? And that adds value to those who are already connected and it's more valuable to each subsequent entrant, the fact that there are more entrants there, right? Um, but so how, how do you think about that? So one of the things we hear a lot as well, I don't understand my customers aren't walking into my branches and saying, I want to do it. RTP payment, or I want to do a FedNow payment. So, how do you uh, think about the business model or, or the ROI for new payment implementations? Yeah, and to be honest, I mean, corporate treasurers aren't thinking that either, right? They're not like, I'm going to do an instant payment today, right? You know, today they talk about I need to do, you know, uh, you know, twenty wires or whatever it is, right? So, um, they don't even think about ACH in a sense because ACH has been automated in the background through batch processing, et cetera, right? So yeah, you're absolutely right. That's that's not going to happen. Um, but really, it's contextual. So like, in the way we like to look at it from a Wells Fargo perspective, where we think about implementing new payment types is really around driving client, consumer, or customer value, right? Creating new opportunities, as I mentioned before, new business models, et cetera, and helping our clients compete in the market through innovation, but also simplifying their lives, right, for consumers. And specifically working on working capital for small businesses and consumers. How do we make that easier? How do you help them get paid faster? How do you help them move liquidity around to avoid late fees, et cetera? That kind of stuff. And so specifically when you think about instant payments, um, the way that we like to think about it is creating a differentiated, scalable, always available and interoperable instant payments experience or platform. All right. That's that's good stuff. I think I think that you know, it's important for financial institutions to kind of get around their minds around. And obviously, Wells is a leader here. A lot of financial institutions were leaders when it came to RTP. Not a lot, but, you know, there's a core group there. We've got a decent number on RTP now, but I think there's still this long list of FIs that we have to continue to spread the word to. Um, and so that's, yeah. that's great. Um, are you ready to play a game? As you know, we play a game on this show called Buy or Sell. I'm ready. I love that game. All right. So we'll throw some stuff out there. You let us know if you agree and buy or disagree and sell and then tell us why. Uh, speed is the biggest thing that will come from faster payments such as RTP and FedNow. Buy or sell? Sell. It's simplicity, and which will be dri driven from, from innovation. All right. Uh, for adoption and usage to scale, fraud will be a key issue that needs to be addressed. Buy. Uh, we, we're addressing this today, and uh, we'll always need to address to be, so we can stay ahead of the fraudsters. Uh, all right. You've relocated since we had you on last time. Uh, found any good bike trails out there in Southern California that you like to hit? Buy, yeah. Every day. <laughs> Just tons <laughs> of places where I can ride my bike. It's it's fantastic. I love it. 
Yeah. Well, the weather accommodates more than most. It does. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, having two instant payment networks is a problem that needs to be solved. You talked about interoperability before. So you buy and sell that this is a problem. Yeah. So, so I sell on that. I don't think it's a problem. Like, you know, I mentioned before there's, you know, two operators and the other payment infrastructures today, it works just fine. The interoperability is the key today. We're, we're doing that through a single instant payment API. There you go. Uh, FedNow will have 300 banks on the network by the end of 2023. Bye. Absolutely. think that'll, that'll be, that's realistic. Yeah. So it's funny. When I first started asking this question after they launched, I was giving them a full year and everybody was like, oh, that's, you're giving, they're giving, you're, that's way too long. They'll be, that's way too easy for them. We got to make it harder. So uh, <laughs> now we're, we pulled it up and people are still saying yes. Okay. Uh, oh, let's go to RTP then. Uh, so they passed 500 million transactions sometime over the summer or July timeframe. Yeah. Uh, so buy or sell that they're going to pass a billion. So they're going to double that number uh, by August 1st of next year. Uh, buy if you make it by the end of 2024. How's okay. that? You're gonna give them, I think give August them. will be a little too soon, but I think by the end of 2020, that'll be achievable. Okay, so conditional. I got that's that's a sell. <laughs> conditional buy. <laughs> <laughs> it's a derivative. <laughs> I got an option. <laughs> yeah. Uh, all right. So it's a, it's a parlay, maybe. Um, lightning. Let's go to the lightning round. Congratulations, by the way. You've won buy or sell. <laughs> Excellent. <laughs> yeah. Let's let's move on to the lightning round. Uh, biggest use case you see taking off in the near term? So I kind of alluded to it before, digital transformation. I mean, displacing cash and, cash and checks is a big, big one for me. And I think we'll see this already kind of play out in certain industries like uh, real estate, um, rent payments, deposits, that kind of stuff. Still a lot of cash and checks, you know, floating around. I, I really think that's a great one that's ripe for, for innovation. I think we'll see that immediately. Yep, I agree. Actually, uh, as you know, I was at, at Walmart for a long time. Our audience knows that. I mentioned it before. Um, that was cash was the number two tender type accepted at Walmart when I was there. So it's it's a big sure. deal. There's lots of cash still being used in our economy, even if those of us who are electronic payment nerds don't think so. And in fact, I'm going down to a conference in November, America's Cash Cycle and Payment Summit, and we're doing a session on the death of cash. So that should be a fun. Um, should. Maybe maybe make some people mad. Can you include uh, checks as well? <laughs> <laughs> we did checks last year. Oh, you did. Okay, yeah. excellent. <laughs> um, uh, underappreciated advantage of instant payments. Hey, look, I think one of the things that most people don't realize is clearing and settlement happens within seconds. So, like, when we talk about that fifteen seconds, and of course, it's got to get better over the years. But you know, money is moved from one T account at the Fed to the other T account at the Fed, and I don't think people really appreciate what that means. Right? That's very efficient in terms of the way money moves, um, and in that time frame, it's it's pretty significant. All right, it's a beautiful sunny morning in San Diego. What are you doing? Well, it depends on the tide, right? So my life, my free time life now re revolves around the tide, right? I never had that before. So if it's a high tide, I'll take a walk along the beach. Um, I'm sorry, if it's high tide, I'll take a, take a hike through Torrey Pines. If it's low tide, I'll take a, a walk along the beach. You know, and if 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 the tides work right and I got enough time in the day, maybe I'll do both. Yeah. Well, I was going to ask you why the high tide. That seemed counterintuitive that you, uh, you get. I <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> All right. Uh, something coming soon that people should be excited about in, in payments, of course. Um, look, Wells Fargo is 
launching our single instant API. I think people should be excited about that. Not only does it provide the the interoperability um, because it's you'll be able to reach both FedNow and the clearinghouse real-time payments with that single API, but it also just makes instant payments simpler. So um, we like to think about it as instant payments simplified. So look out for that. Cool. And and coincidentally, our API work group has got a paper that should be coming out in the around December. So lots of lots of attention on that space. I think that's a key enabler for sure for instant payments. That's awesome. Yep. Uh, all right. Last last lightning round question. Something you would like to use faster payments to do in your personal life? Oh God, you know I still write uh, three or four checks out a year. DMV, you know, making the annual payment. God, I wish I could get rid of that one. And then. You know, it's certified checks too. I mean, you know, I recently, you know, and I don't do this up very often, but I recently uh, bought a new car and, you know, I wanted to pay cash instead of going through financing. I had to go to the bank and get a certified check and bring it over. It was very painful. So generally, you know, displacing checks, but those are two examples that I would just love to get rid of. Yeah. I, I won't bore our audience with my car buying it example again, but it was a painful me to me payments experience that I would like to uh, resolve with instant payments. Uh, all right, Art, that was a great lightning round. Any any final thoughts for our audience before I let you go? Yeah, you know, I just for the audience, just to think about how they can participate, whether you're a bank or you're a corporate client or a consumer, you know, how you can participate in this development of instant payments. Um, and, and pl play your role. Because I think we all have a role to play here. I and mean, if we work together, we can actually drive adoption much quicker. Um, obviously, you know, all the things need to be there in place. And, you know, but at the end of the day, it does take um, participation. So I just encourage everybody to jump on board, jump on the instant payment train. Yeah, absolutely. I think this is a great space where there's plenty of opportunities to collaborate and work together and find solutions that move the ball forward uh, for the corporates, for the banks, for the for everybody involved. Uh, thanks so much. Thanks so much, Art. This is a great conversation. Yeah, thanks for having me. And that will do it for this episode. Thank you again to Art for joining us and playing along. And thank you all for listening. Don't forget to register for the spring member meeting at fasterpaymentscouncil.org. Talk to you all in a couple weeks.